Father, I just thank you um, for today. Thank you for our church family in Jesus' name. Lord, I just ask that you would be with us this morning as we um, go through what you've prepared through me, Jesus. Um, just be with us in our time. In your precious name, amen. So, good morning. I think I'm going to move these around. I'm glad to see you guys all and have the opportunity to share this morning. This morning we're going to be looking at three distinct examples of being a disciple. But before we begin, I would like to quote a famous pastor. Every <laughs> Please take note that when Julie took this picture, her phone focused on the poop emoji, not Jen. <laughs> every disciple is a believer, but not every believer is a disciple. So, thanks, Jim, for letting us embarrass you a little bit this morning. <laughs> we, <laughs> we have to be an authentic believer of Jesus to be a disciple. Jesus' disciples were everyday, ordinary people. And in Matthew uh, 4, 18-22, Jesus tells his first disciples, so Zach, you can put that next slide up. Is it all on there? Walking along the beach of the Lake of Galilee, Jesus saw two brothers, Simon, later called Peter, and Andrew. They were fishing, following their nets, throwing their nets into the lake. It was their regular work. Jesus said to them, come with me. I will make you a new kind of fisherman out of you. I love this verse. Um, Jesus is walking along when he calls his first disciples, and they're just like us. They're ordinary people. Regular, ordinary people fishing. I will show you how to catch men and women instead of perch and bass. They didn't ask, they didn't ask a question, but simply dropped their nets and followed him. Zach, you that next in the second half of this. A short distance down the beach, they came upon another pair of brothers. So here we've got another set of brothers, James and John, Zebedee's sons. They too were sitting in the boat with their father Zebedee, mending their fish nets. Jesus made them the same offer, and they were just as quick to follow, abandoning the boat and their father. So immediately, we've got four guys that just got up and followed Jesus. Ordinary people. Sometimes I think we look at discipleship like this, a Bible study. Isn't this the traditional thing that we think of when we think of a disciple or discipleship? Sitting around reading the Bible. Over my time with YFC, I've done some outdoor stuff, and I feel this is a lot of discipleship. Hanging out with people. These are some kids that I've really gotten to know um, really good just over crazy things like uh, bandaging a foot up that stunk really bad. So that's like day three of a 30-mile trip. So, you guys, Jesus calls the ordinary to do his great work in the kingdom. We have a couple of great examples right here in our church that are working here in our community. Arlene's not here. I really wanted to pick on her today. Um, 
she has been doing popcorn day for how long? Six or seven years. If you haven't had an opportunity to come and watch Arlene and her team hand out popcorn, literally, that's all they're doing is handing popcorn out to kids with a little verse and sharing with the kids about Jesus. But it's not just going there. Arlene is making extra popcorn for us on Tuesday nights. So the kids that are coming on Tuesday nights that I'm working with also get that bag of popcorn with that little verse. And I think she's discipling without without realizing she's discipling because she's given these kids this just this little nugget of of God's word. The outreach to the kids is impacting them with popcorn, a smiling face, a Bible verse each week. And then I, I said, if you guys haven't w- witnessed that, this week's the last week, right, for the year. If you can come and watch Arlene just hang out with the kids and be with them every day or on the Tuesday, that'd be really good. Zach, can you put that next slide up? As Jesus' disciple, I am his apprentice in the kingdom living. I am learning from him how to lead my life in the kingdom of the heavens as he would lead my life if he were I. It is my faith in him that led me to become his disciple. My confidence in him simply means that I believe that he is right about everything, that all that he is and says shows what life is at its best, what it was intended by God to be. Dallas Willard. So in him was life, and the life was the light of men. So what's a disciple? Zach, will you put that next? I use Webster's 1828 dictionary. I need my notes. I can't read that up there. So a disciple, a noun, a learner, a scholar, one who receives or professes to receive instruction from another, a disciple of Plato. We talked a little bit in our men's study this morning, um, a little bit on this this concept and, and this description. A follower, an adherent to the doctrines of another. Hence, the constant attendance of Christ were called his disciples, and hence all Christians are called his disciples, as they profess to learn and receive his doctrines and precepts. So as a verb, to teach, to train, or to bring up, to make disciples of, to convert to doctrines or principles. One of the things when I was doing my re- doing some studying on this, as a disciple, you could actually be a disciple of other religions. Um, but because of this, because of these definitions, right? Because you can be a follower learner or teacher, okay? So, Zach, we put that next one up. The disciple means worship in our actions, our words, and our lives. Servant, serving others, not just once a week, like in a Sunday service or once a month in our community dinners, but every day, every moment. How can we do this? 
witness. Pastor Jim has shared over the past few weeks um, that our church church's witness has made an impact on our city and the leaders in such a way that our city was contacted about a family in need that received that that reached out for help. We all need to live our lives that way. We need to be the witnesses that when someone needs help or knows of another that needs help, they can say, I need to call Paul or Steve or Candy who's doing some crazy stuff here in the community. Are we? Are we being loving witnesses for our Savior? Our church is doing so much in this community that Jim gets calls all the time. What can, you know, to, to have people come help. And that's disciples. Jim's doing that through loving on people at, at the city level. Every believer should be a disciple. So <laughs> I'm going to expand a little bit on Pastor Jim's quote. Every disciple is a believer but not every believer is a disciple. I personally feel that every believer must be a disciple if we are fully committed to follower Jesus. Do you guys hear that? If we are fully, whoops, I went too far back. I feel that every believer must be a disciple if we are a fully committed follower of Jesus. Jonathan Hayashi said in his book, Ordinary Radicals, a return to Christ-centered discipleship, we are not only called to be disciples, we are also called to make disciples. So in Matthew 22, 39, we're we're commanded to love our neighbors as ourselves, and then in Matthew twenty-eight nineteen, to go and make disciples. And I think these go hand in hand. In order to go and make disciples, we must first be able to love our neighbors and love those that we are discipling. We are either making disciples or we're making excuses which one are you are you making disciples or are you making excuses again Jonathan Hayashi and I'm going to order this book I found these quotes and I'm going to get this book um, by a show of hands who thinks they're a disciple? Zach, do you have a disciple back up there? Good. By a show of hands, who thinks you're a disciple? They're like really low. <laughs> who doesn't? So I'm going to guess the rest of you that didn't have your hands up, right? Don't think you are, right? Okay. Who's discipled you? This is Who's discipled you? Think about that. Who has been somebody that has discipled you. For me, it's been Julie and my father-in-law. I mean, to be big disciple, if I were to really think about that. When I met my father-in-law in high school, 
when Julie and I were dating, he came alongside of me and has has brought me along a long way, you know, and then today I would say, Pastor Jim, we spent a ton of time together over coffee there, and the Bible sometimes, and fishing, or, but think about that, who's discipled you to where you are right now? Who are you or could you be discipling? I'll give you a little bit to think about that. Who could you be discipling or are you discipling? We are all witnesses. Our lives all tell a story. It's up to us what story it, what this what that story is are we spending time in god's word and in prayer we can't be like jesus if we aren't we can be a witness for jesus or against him let that sink in we can be a witness for him or against him just in our actions We can't disciple if we aren't a good witness. This is where we are believers, but not disciples. We must be disciples. Don't let your lack of knowledge, your lack of discipline, keep you from becoming a a disciple. Start a daily reading plan today. Find someone to hold you accountable, and then go be a disciple. Before I go on to this next part, um, sometimes we don't realize how we're a witness or a disciple to those around us. Um, I asked Tessa if I could share something she doesn't even know about. Um, Tessa waves so people that don't know you will know who you are. Tessa graduates tomorrow from Canyon Springs High School. Um, a month ago, She wasn't sure she was going to graduate. She was in a pretty dark spot where um, she was having some thoughts of dropping out of school, suicide. I mean, you name it, she was having these thoughts. Um, Part of that from some stuff that's going on in life um, at home. Between a lot of talking with me and our school counselor, um, one day I was sitting in, in the front office and the school counselor had been in with Tessa for about the third or fourth time in a couple of days and Tessa was, was talking about suicide and had, she had to do a threat assessment which is typical and our school counselor came in and looked at me and said Kelly I don't know what to do professionally I don't know what to do I think Tessa needs Jesus. This is a gal that I don't know where her belief is at, but she realized that she needed, that Tessa needed something different. Um, and Julie and I have, in on Tuesday nights, has been a long conversation we've been having with Tessa and the kids about what what does that mean um, to 
to have Jesus. And Tessa gets that, and she understands all of that. Um, but it's because of people coming around here, around her, and loving her, and, and discipling her. Some of you guys in this room know Tessa from the community dinner. And have sat down with her and talked with her and um, ate dinner with her and have heard some of her stories. She's coming to our Wednesday night home group because she's staying with us, but she's opening up and sharing her stories with people she hardly knows because people love her and care about her. So, Tessa, know that you're loved and, and cared for by a lot of people. So... Um, Tessa's graduating. There's four students that have been coming to our community dinners. So if you've come to community dinners, um, four of the seniors that have been coming to those since day one are graduating tomorrow. Um, Damian Blasco's graduating. That's uh, Jessica's son. And then Rocio Lopez and uh, Gordy Alamazon, who um, the four of them have been a huge part. They're the first families we invited to our dinner so it's super exciting to see them graduating tomorrow so I want to close with another quote from Jonathan Hawks he and his book ordinary radicals a return to Christ-centered discipleship I don't mean this against you ordained pastors this is a great quote though <laughs> many pastors think their greatest impact comes from preaching to many not true our greatest impact is in discipling a few. Jesus did life with the disciples in close proximity. You won't create radical disciples from a pulpit. You'll only create an audience. You must walk closely with people. And I, I think this, this quote is um, for all of us not just pastors. I think if I wrote it, I would say many people think the greatest impact. But it's the few that we get to be around that we can disciple. And I think in our daily life, just living around them and showing Christ to them. Um, Let me pray, and then we're going to take communion. Father, I just thank you again for today, Jesus, for your words. Um, Lord, we just ask that um, as we go today, that you would um, make disciples of us, Jesus, in, in our sphere of influence, Jesus, in our work, um, when we're at the store, wherever we are, Jesus, that we would live our lives, that people would wonder, um, what the difference is, Jesus. Father, just be with us as we take communion this morning, Jesus, and we remember that um, the bread is your body that um, was broken for us, Jesus, and the cup was is your blood, Jesus, and it's poured out. Father, just be with us today. Um, thank you for your church and family. In your precious name, amen.